listeners, and happy National Brotherhood Week. It is during this special time of state-mandated togetherness that we are encouraged to show sympathy and kindness to our fellow man. It is a pity that there is no sympathy or kindness on the other side of the slanted hallway. No deep in the far-off reaches of that twisted other world you'll find only despair and suffering. The slanted hallway is a sort of mirror held up to our world. A mirror where everything is the opposite. Like something on your right will be on your left. But things that are behind you are still behind you. But you can see them. Thankfully for us, our agents on the other side of the slanted hallway flipped a coin and it landed heads up. Meaning that in the slanted hallway, it came up tails. So that means we're going to have some tails to tell you. If I'm not being clear, that's Tales, T-A-L-E-S. But it's just the one story, so it's just tale. Or a tale, rather. And, uh... While the narrator spends a few minutes spinning his way toward a point, I thought I'd spend some time telling you about one. That's right, Northrop need him nickel-plated needles. Need a needle for nascent nighttime needlepoint habits? Then you need Northrop need him nickel-plated needles for your new nocturnal needle needs. Be it cross-stitch, toss-pitch, floss, or repair of breaches. Let Northrop need him nickel-plated needles provide the stitches. Northrop need him nickel-plated needles. The needle-needy needlers need. A thank you to tonight's sponsor. While I may not have arrived fully at my point a moment ago, I've been told that I need to move on. So, with that in mind, let's get into tonight's tale of terror. While we may be celebrating togetherness here in our world, in the slanted hallway, a team of investigators have been tasked with solving the least friendly of all crimes. Murder. It was a grisly act, and one which has left our would-be heroes with very little to go on. So now, these brave members of the Metropolitan Police Department must solve a near-unsolvable murder before the killer strikes again. A difficult task made all the more difficult when your warrants are processed by the First Circuit Court of the Slanted Hallway. Lieutenant Brogue, Metropolitan PD, step aside, please. If I could get everyone to make way, please. This is an active crime scene, and I'm going to need everyone to please step back. Lieutenant? Get some more officers down here and make sure they look tough, or at least intimidating. We can't have all these people just walking around trying to see what we're doing. We're keeping them at an appropriate distance from the door, sir. I'm seeing that, but if you could really put a scare into them, that'd really help me out. Now, where am I headed? Third door on the left, sir. Be warned, it's Grizzly. Officer Grizzly? But he's been retired for years. No, I I mean it's gruesome. The crowd? Sure, it's a little bigger than when I got here, but I'm sure you'll be able to manage it. The crime scene looks scary is what I mean. Oh, jeez. Thanks for the warning. Say, just one last thing. There's no blood, is there? I really can't say. I've just been standing with my back to this door for an hour. All right, all right. You can handle this. You're a big... Tough policeman. Sergeant Oxford, who's taking lead on this? 
Detective Sneaker, sir. Good man. And believe me, we're gonna need him. Oh, yeah? Fill me in. I just got the call about heading here. No one's given me details yet. Unfortunately, sir, there's not much to report. The body was found by nighttime cleaners about two hours ago. Preliminary coroner's report suggests that he, a Mr. Jonathan McGillicuddy, died an hour before that. No witnesses, no signs of a struggle, no introduction, not even a clear conclusion, just this body. We know anything about his financials? Any possible motive? Not as of yet, sir, but we've got folks working on it. Uh, look here at the way the arms are positioned. His body hasn't been moved. No, sir, not at all. His arms? They're almost clutching at his chest. Like there is some pain or something coming from there. No. No, that can't be. Pain comes from the outside. Lieutenant, uh, get a look at this! Coroner's report? Yes, sir, and it's a doozy. If I'm honest, sir, you're not gonna like what you see. That's the nature of the beast, Sergeant. Let me have it. Height, weight, eight, good lord, I before eating my eye. Why bother having rules if you're not going to follow them? You were right, Sergeant. I'm apoplectic. I meant more the cause of death, Lieutenant. Oh, yeah, right. Um, uh, oh my god! Natural causes. Hundred thousandth case this week, Lieutenant. It's one sick world out there, Sergeant. Where in the world's that detective? Every second we stand around here, the killer gets further from us. Here, boys, and don't worry, I'm already up to date on the whole thing. It stinks, that's certain. Stinks real bad. Well, what do you think of all this? I've got a pretty interesting hunch I think you're going to want to know about. I cooked it up on my way over. We'll hear anything, no matter how long-winded and unlikely. Well, I spent some time looking for parking. Had to go about a half a mile up the road before I found a spot. I parallel parked it pretty good, but you know me, Lieutenant. Pretty good has never been good enough. So I pulled it out again and backed into an old sedan. I noticed it was cold out, so I grabbed some gloves from the glove compartment and a jacket from the jacket compartment. I decided I'd better leave a note, so I tried to grab a pen from the stationary compartment, but the damn thing wouldn't move. I had to use the one that was already in my pocket. And it turned out the killer was in the car you hit. No, that'd be far too convenient. No, but I'll tell you this. Had I not hit that car, I wouldn't have been able to crack this case. See, as I was writing out this note, I glanced down the alley I had illegally parked in front of, and I noticed something. The killer making a getaway? Even better. The killer confessing openly? Even better, boys. I found some footprints. Well, it's a good bit of evidence, but it's nowhere near enough, and you know that. Not so fast. Let me explain. You see, it wasn't just one set. It was two. One of them leading directly here... The other vanishing mysteriously. Yeah, so the victim was found alone. We already have several witnesses saying they only heard one person walking in the hallway. I know, Sergeant, but take a look at these prints. They don't match up with the victim's feet at all. They're too big. And further, this guy isn't wearing sandals. I'm sorry, Detective, but you're going to have to do a little more explaining because I can't connect the dots on this one. All right, men, if I really have to spell it out for you, I will. What we know absolutely is that the victim, Jonathan McGillicuddy, was walking with somebody. Then, his tracks end, and finally he ends up here. Now, how exactly do you think he could have gotten here if he stopped walking? Well, he'd have to be carried. When there is only one set of footprints, it's not because somebody abandoned Jonathan McGillicuddy, but because they chose to carry him. And there's only one person known for that. My God. Precociously. 
The murderer was the Almighty himself. Well, listeners, this is clearly turning into an interesting tale. A murderer on the run, once carrying our victim, and now carrying the weight of his action. Yes, dear listeners, it was through his fault, through his fault, through his most grisly fault, that Mr. McGillicuddy lay dead on the floor. The question now is who shall be the next partaker of the afflictions of the gospel of the slanted hallway? That's all wonderful, but not as nearly as good as tonight's sponsor. Northrop Needham Nickel-Plated Needles. That's right, Northrop Needham Nickel-Plated Needles. The only needle with nickel-plated shine that ensures yours is the neatest needle point portrait. We've a deluge of sales coming. Why, you could have a hundred needles in every room of the house. Yes, with Northrop Needham nickel-plated needles, you can annoy your joint with the only point you'll ever need. Northrop Needham nickel-plated needles. The needler, the needle needy, needle is need. A special thank you to tonight's sponsor. Now, dear listeners, we must return to the scene of the crime to find for ourselves whether these gumshoes have been granted a spirit of fear or of sound mind, they shall soon find that what they have found among many witnesses, they must now convict a criminal with, and let he who is without sin cast the first stone of justice. No. Let the policemen, right, strive with the policemen of the earth, no, they they work mostly with criminals. Yeah. Now hold on a moment, detective. We haven't got time to hold on. We've surely got a few seconds to come up with a better idea. You fool. To a god, a second could be a thousand years, and a thousand years, a single second. Yes, yes. We all know about the precedent set by the Scopes trial. I went to bad guy catching school too, you know. Well, then it should be obvious to you that we need to act quickly. If I may, detective. What is it, Sergeant? Well, sir, how do you suppose we're going to make the arrest? You know, even if we catch him. Well, we'll just cuff him and throw him in the back of the paddy wagon with all the other Catholics. Sir, he's non-corporeal. He interacts with spirits. I think... I don't really know. Spirits, eh? Well, then it's settled. We'll all have to die. Well, we still wouldn't have our nifty police stuff. Sergeant, throw your cuffs on the ground. There. Now that those cuffs are dead, we'll be able to use them in the great hereafter. Well, then there's just one problem. Oh, yeah? What is it? None of us are dead. Oh. Well. About how long do you think we've got? How old are you, Detective? Anywhere from 20 to 50, given the lighting. All right. Well, according to the Psalms, you've got at least another 20 years. No, no, that'll never do. How about the sergeant? He looks weak. I don't really think that's... Even a dump like Sergeant Oxford gets three score and ten with an additional score for good behavior. Well, all right, then gather the men around. Men gather around! All right. Now that we're all here, I'll need to make a selection for a special task force to apprehend this god character. Firstly, myself. Detective Well-Priced Sneakers. And, of course, Sergeant Oxford. And that only leaves one spot. Lieutenant Broke. Do you think you're up to the task? 
Anything the service needs, I shall deliver, sir. All right, then. Return the men to their regular duty. As you were. Now, here's the plan, boys. If we cannot stop for death, he'll have to kindly stop for us. How do you mean, sir? Boys, I'm saying we'll have to commit suicide. Uh, I'm not sure about this, sir. Well, fine, then. We'll put it to a vote. All in favor, hands up. All opposed? There you have it. No need to even count. It's clear to everyone what must be done. All right, men. Guns out. And into the mouth. Oh, fire! Well, this murder investigation has turned into a bloodbath. For our more timid listeners, I would like to remind you that due to the station regulations, there will be no more deaths in this episode. But, dear listener, I wonder if this mad ploy for justice will work out in the end. I wonder if Detective Sneakers and the gang will have an unexpected revelation about the afterlife. I bet they'll wish they had a copy of the Book of the Dead instead of the Book of John. Moses supposes his toeses are roses. And we return. My God, it worked! Yes, but heaven is a lot warmer than I'd have liked for it to be. That's because we're not in heaven! We've been sent straight to hell! Impossible! In order to be cast into eternal damnation, we would first have to be judged by St. Peter. And further, according to the later works of Martin Luther, we wouldn't even leave the terrestrial plane until the Day of Judgment. All good points, but what you two may have forgotten is that we have committed a cardinal sin! Damn, he's right. Well, now we, like Christ in the Apocrypha, must find a way out of hell. Oh, hey, look, a dumbwaiter! But oh, damn, damn, damn. It's only big enough for one of us. Well, it looks machine-operated, so we could just go up one at a time. But who among us, mere mortal men, flawed creatures, unclean in the eyes of the Lord, which of us shall suffer longest in hell? Uh, I don't mind. It's actually kind of nice. Well, all right, then. I'm going up first. Brogue, took you long enough. Sorry, sir, I was being pitchforked. Excuses, excuses. Now, Sergeant, as the only priest here, I'm going to need you to explain how we're going to arrest the Allfather. Well, it depends. On what? Well, he has a tendency to wear disguises. Depending on how he presents, it could be difficult to handcuff him. Now, what should we be looking for? Well, it could be anything from a disembodied voice from the heavens to a floating book at the edge of space... Could even be a love shared between any two things or beings. Well, we could of course summon him to us. These perps never just turn themselves in. No, sir, but wherever two or more people are gathered in his name, he shall also be there. Of course! Father Sergeant Oxford, take my flask and perform the process of transubstantiation, thus beginning the Holy Sacrament of the Eucharist. Lieutenant Brogue, be penitent with me. Already on it, sir. I've got my rosary beads and I'm kneeling on this rice. All right. This whiskey is now the blood of Christ. Did anybody bring any snacks? No. No, but can't we just conjure up something? It is heaven, after all. No, I'm afraid in order for the ceremony to work, we have to do every single step in the exact right order. Fine, we'll just eat my hat. Perfect. All right, okay. Now everyone consume the Eucharist. 
about that. And who are you? I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I am the God of the God of all that are living. Don't try and astonish this multitude with that tired old crap. Sir, where were you on the night of February the 11th? I was here, seated on my throne, with my son at my right hand. Well then... You were not near the Capicola's Pizza on 1st and 190th Street? I was also there. And what about your associates, uh, Mr. Jesus and a fellow going by the name of H. Spirit? They were, as I said, here at my right hand, but also at the Capicola's Pizza. So you mean to tell me you were in two vastly different locations at the exact same time? Of course. I am always everywhere. Gentlemen, let's cut to the chase of this one. Yes, I was at the scene of the death of Joseph McGillicuddy. Who told you we were investigating a possible homicide? Don't try that old trick, but I know everything, and you just did. So I did. Well, then, if you do know everything... A perfect knowledge of the past, present, and future, as if observed from outside of time. Yes, yes, we're all familiar with the defense of your former counsel, St. Thomas Aquinas. But please, let's keep this interrogation only to the events of the night of the 11th. Well, as I said, I was everywhere, all at once, observing everything. When all of a sudden, Joseph just up and died. And you have no idea how it happened? No, not at all. Uh, I was terrified. But you said yourself you have perfect knowledge of the past, present, and future. But, uh, no one can know the date and uh, time of the end. That's true of the end of the world. You know the exact date and time of everyone's death. No. Mr. God. Did you, or did you not, on the Yom Kippur celebration, seal the Book of Fates, condemning all those who shall die to death, and declare all those who shall live? Well, geez, you know, I've really got to go. Uh, listen, fellas. Sergeant, find him. Bro, keep that gun on him. I I've really got to be showing up on some toast uh, any second now, and... Uh... Now hold it right there. You won't be going anywhere. Listen here, gumshoe. You can't pin anything on me, see? Detective, look out! He's manifesting a musical instrument! Don't even try it, God. That trick may have worked on Jericho, but I'm not made of bricks. Fool! From the clay of the earth you were made, and to the earth you shall return. Ah! Nice try, but you forgot one thing. We're already dead. Rats. Well then, fine. Try this one on for size. No! Lieutenant Brogue has been turned into a pillar of salt! Keep racking up the charges, bud. It'll take more than being transformed into a spice rack to stop us. Cuff him! Jesus, holy spirit, help me. It won't work. We've got you all cuffed. Of course. 
They aren't different beings. They're just different aspects of myself. I always forget that. St. Margaret, help me. Look out, she's got a hammer. Now hold it right there, bud. I've still got a card up my sleeve. St. Barbara, to me. Damn. I see you know your saints well. But I swear, I must call upon all 14 holy helpers I will. Just try it. I worked on Vice Squad seven years. I know how to deal with gang violence. All right, fine. I'll go peacefully, but I demand I be judged in the kingdom of heaven. That'll be fine. I don't handle the court stuff. Just the wrangling bad guys. Well, all right then. What are the charges? Jehovah, you stand accused of the crimes of murder in the first, second, and third degree. Salting a police officer, assaulting two other police officers, and invoking the blessed spirit of St. Margaret the Virgin in violation of the 494 Apocryphal Declaration by Pope Galatius I. How do you plead? In sand. And also, in my capacity as ultimate judge of the universe, I find myself in a sand. What? What? Hmm. Well, alright. I guess that works. Is there any way you could send us back to Earth? Sorry about the whole arresting you thing. No, I can't. Can't or won't? Either or both. Mostly the second one. Have fun in hell, fellas. Well, there you have it. Another case of crooked cords. I suppose had Detective Sneakers had a better understanding of the Talmud, he would have known that God can't be judged by the rules of man. But then again, I think the whole thing was getting a little too ridiculous for radio. And I suppose, had we taken it any farther, we would have been in serious trouble with the John Birch Society. Well, anyway, be sure to tune in next week when we tell the tale of a mime whose objects become real but remain unseen. The whole world is left to wonder where these hundreds of small boxes are coming from and why the wind keeps blowing in odd directions. In the end, the moral is don't count your chickens before they hatch. I'm not certain how it's all going to fit together, but according to the audience testing, it's exactly what you apes want. So you better believe we're going to give it to you. <laughs>